I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. Hell yeah. Everyone, welcome to episode 208 of Radish. I uh, am your host. Oh, I'm going to try to take it again. Hi, everyone. Damn. Yeah. You were doing well. You were fine. That was fine. I know. I liked I just, it. Yeah. I, I broke good, good timber. I, uh, I, sound, I okay, got, maybe, maybe get the energy up a little bit. Yeah. Do, do a few, hey, actually, do a few jumping jacks real quick. I'm going to do a couple jumping jacks while we're going to see if this works out with the, the, yeah. the, the headphone cord. <laughs> just, <laughs> All right. Producer Mal rede- redeemed 100 more jumping jacks. <laughs> we're going to do them all. All right. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 100. Guys, do it again. More jumping jacks. <laughs> more jumping jacks up. <laughs> Episode 100, which is not available to the public. Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 208 of Radish. I am supposed to just be out of breath, Sean. Uh, no, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> Will. I'm dying. I'm joking. I made fun of you and God got me. So I'm saying. Double padded up today. It's on the Sabbath. This is my holy day. Oh, I'm Will. I'm not doing great since I made that noise and it hurt my throat. Uh I was excited because I thought 207 last week was a prime number because last week was Prime Day. Uh, 207 is not a prime number. Oh, uh, yeah. What is 207 divisible by? And I'm Tyler. 103. <laughs> uh, I think nine. Let's find out. Yes, it is divisible by nine 23 times. Wow. Well, the more you know. Like tw- truly. Yeah. However, episode tw- 211, mm. we're coming for you, Prime Day. Oh, there we go. Well, this week, folks, we are talking about the uh, fabled and long or already missed Georgia Guidestones. There's a new Rob Zombie movie in the can that we're going to have to deal with. Um, also, a cat. <laughs> uh, then, we're, of course, you know, we're talking about the good stuff. We're including Nathan Fielder's new show on HBO Max. And Tyler's talking about Aliens. Not Arena. Oh, yeah. I'm reading Aliens Arena, but it's not that. Aliens Area. No. I've got Aliens some uh, good. Sounds of the Summer I think you should check out. I'm talking about two albums that I've recently been obsessed with. And then to celebrate the return of Chainsaw Man, the debut of part two, uh, we will be building our own devils uh, from the world of Chainsaw Man. And, you know, if you're looking forward to some Chainsaw Man discussion, it's at the end, baby. We're saving the best for last. So skip to that. So skip <laughs> to that. You can find that at uh, the time jump. I'm going to predict it now. Forty-two, thirty-three, wow. forty-five. Bob, go there. <laughs> Tyler, you got to guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go later than that. I'm gonna say like forty-seven. We got One a lot minute, of news Bob. stories. It's closer to without going over. Okay. Dang. Okay. We'll figure I'm it push, out. I'm pushing mine. Fifty. You're saying forty? You're fifty? Okay. Yeah, I'm 50. doing forty-eight. I have a real small window now. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean's going. Uh, I'm going forty-two. Forty-two. All right. Or, uh, Sean is editing the episode, so really, really he, he can win this. <laughs> I can absolutely. I'm going to cut everything y'all say just to make it perfect. Yeah. <laughs> even, if, even if you cut everything we say and just include everything you say in this episode, I think it might still pass 42. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a tendency to talk for about two hours, and we cut it down to just under that for the three of us. It's just yes. us going, Sean, what? Who? 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 Who is this? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. You're doing too many jumping jacks. All right. Do we want to start Monster Watch ahead of time? or I'll start Monster Watch right now, baby. We got to start Monster it. Monster Watch it's, is in. It's urgent. It's my, my cheese review part of the podcast. No. Um, 
So Rob Zombies had the rights to the monsters, which is a very funny sentence. The monsters are the Pepsi to the Adams Family Coke. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were on about the same time in the 60s, and they're both kind of Halloween-themed sitcoms. The monsters, however, weren't just creepy. They were like universal monsters. It was like a Frankenstein and a yeah. Dracula and a, and a Bride of Frankenstein. Mm. And then Marilyn, who was just their, like, their, <laughs> their, uh, their Luann, basically. <laughs> um, she was just a normal girl. Um, so Rob Zombie's apparently a big fan of the monsters. You you wouldn't know it from the trailer, <laughs> but he's a big yeah. fan of the monsters. And he's got um, Dragula. He's been, yeah. Dragula is his most famous song is named after Grandpa Munster's car. Yeah. yeah. Um so he put out the trailer this week and people people have been talking for years, like, oh man, like Rob Zombie made a pretty good tide commercial. He's gonna make which that, that is true. <laughs> he did. Um it, once he gets like a family friendly thing, it's gonna be wild him making like, you know, doing like a PG Mm-hmm. Family Rob Zombie movie for like an IP that he loves, and it just looks terrible. <laughs> it looks, <laughs> it looks like it cost eight hundred dollars to make. Yes, including renting the camera. <laughs> um, I saw somebody being like, "Well, this is like you people hate anything with like color in it after being desensitized to block." No, I hate things that look terrible, Rob. <laughs> it looks like it's going to break into. Sorry to make it so blue and, uh, so early. It looks like it's going to break into a porn parody at any moment. Mm. Yes, it it looks like they're all going to look at the screen and say, "Silence your cell phones." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he cast his it's his wife or his girlfriend as the. The Bride Frankenstein, right? Yes. Yeah. His wife has been, I think, believe he has 10 IMDb credits. Nine of them are his movies. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Just a, hey, a zombie I staple. That. Wife I, guy. Yeah. Out, of, out of everything from this movie, dude is, is getting work for his, his wonderful wife. So Th- That said, I am absolutely going to see the monsters day one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, looks, it looks bad, but it looks really good bad. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. Bad in a way that most movies aren't. Like, it looks bafflingly weird. And I. Yeah. Excited to see the monsters. <laughs> I was before. The worst thing they could have done was like, you know, a Chris Pratt uh, market research monsters. Yeah, sure. Like, sanitized. No, yeah. this is the, the weird, the weird the, a man with $100, the rights <laughs> of the monsters, and a dream. <laughs> you know what we need to do is we need to arrange like a gentle minion style movement to get people to go to the theaters. And we don't even have to change much. Uh, Tyler, this is it, not going to the theaters. This is going straight to YouTube. It is going to the theaters. It has to be going to theaters. It does look like a YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) We just get a whole bunch of late 20s, early 30s white guys to dress up in suits and go to the movie. That's pretty much going to be the crowd anyways. Both hands in the air, screaming Dragula the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Burn through the witches and dig through the ditches. All the kids who just left me. They won't. (laughs) Why Matrix, wouldn't they? The Matrix <laughs> has rights to it. Iroquois Pliskin says straight to Tubi, and I I hope yeah. not because I don't have that. Tubi's free. <laughs> I is, still don't have it. <laughs> or not Tubi. That's the thing. If you watch, like, it looks like it was made with the same budget as the Monsters was made back then. And you know, if it's fun and it, obviously it seems like it'll keep the spirit of the thing, that's fine. Good, happy for Rob. I can't really tolerate many of his other movies uh, all too well, but I'll see. Do you like Halloween? Not no. Okay. It was people generally enjoyed Halloween. It's I mean, as talking to other Halloween fans, like his first one, it takes a lot of different leaps, and it's not as good, especially not as good as David Gordon Green's revival of the series. Mm. Well, he does a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Excited for it. At least, yeah. At least you know it's not like an Adam Sandler, like uh, Adam's family, just 
animated movie from Sony that's just churned out and completely forgotten about. This is something I'll be like, you know, looks like campy and uh, looks like it was made in a high school theater and maybe a blast. We'll see. The, the weirdest thing is that, first of all, they didn't reanimate Fred Gwynn for <laughs> to be Herman Munster. <laughs> uh, that's kind of his role. Um, secondly, the guy doing the voice for Herman Munster is not doing a Herman Munster impression <laughs> in the slightest. <laughs> he is he is doing a weird personal voice. Oh. It oh does look my. very colorful. I'm watching the you know footage from it now, and it looks like it's very cool to look at. Lighting's great. It also looks like he shot the monster's house in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> very likely is. Well, ah, we'll new. keep you updated on Monster's Watch. But right now. This is your monster on the street. <laughs> taking through the ditches and burning through the witches. <laughs> uh, a precious and legendary Georgia landmark. A sort of what it, I, I guess it's a landmark uh, was oh, bombed and I, destroyed earlier this week. I also uh, news. <laughs> I, I guess I'm not going to challenge landmark in that statement. I might challenge precious, but maybe not precious, not but like, I don't know. It was a, it's a mysterious, like no one knows who mysterious. built it. it no, appeared, you know who built it. It was built by an artist in the eighties. <laughs> oh. I don't know who <laughs> built it. Did we? Oh yeah. That's like Stonehenge. <laughs> I thought a little it's one of was. the world's, <laughs> no, hang on, hang on. I think I know. Okay, a man with a pseudonym built it. Oh, uh, okay. So it's still just kind of like we aren't quite sure. In any Put case, it up we there know against we, the Colossus we, of Rhodes. It's, we know it came up in June '79, though. Uh, <laughs> so well, <yeah>. not like <laughs> it's hard to miss that. In any case, Look, uh, they were there before the Pilgrims. <laughs> uh, for those unfamiliar, the Georgia Guidestones were what four large granite slabs erected in northeast Georgia, close to the S- South Carolina line. Um, upon which, what, several languages, in several languages, were written a sort of guide. They were guidestones. Um, the English portion reads, it's several rules. I'm going to read through them all real quick because it's pretty wild. They, they go downhill real fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Maintain humanity under 500 million and perpetual balance with nature. Already at Thanos. Whoops. <laughs> uh, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. There's eugenics. We got two. We're two for two. <laughs> Unite humanity with a living new language. On on God. Um, <laughs> rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Okay. Protect people uh, and nations with fair laws and just courts. So far, some of these are just kind of like, I, I don't think any of these necessitate a slab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And next, jeans on Fridays. That's cool. <laughs> Protect I, the people. Oh, God, he wrote that down. <laughs> I had a brief hesitation in my voice because I realized I was reading through this list without going through it all the way first. And, like, I might come upon something I don't want to read out. But it sounds all right. <laughs> Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Incredible. Avoid okay. petty laws and useless officials. Nice. That didn't need to be a rule, but fine. <laughs> Balance personal rights with social duties. Okay. Prize truth, beauty, love-seeking harmony with the infinite. Sure. Uh, Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. So it was uh, the apparent. Okay. So it was translated uh, in Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. And apparently the slab containing Swahili and Hindi were destroyed. But on the upper, the upper part he put some abbreviated guide stones in four other languages. 
And what are the four languages that did necessitate an entire slab? Dear reader, I will tell you. They are... Hang on a second. Um... Explain her tablet. Sorry. Cut, 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 cut. There it is. Babylonian, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and ancient Egyptian. Fantastic. <laughs> I so, love that he was like, this whole thing's going to come down, and a Babylonian's going to walk in here and wonder <laughs> what happened. A language I, that nine people speak, one of them's going to be the sole survivor. <laughs> I guess, you know, it was built during the Cold War, and this guy, I guess, thought, like, I want this to be still up when, uh, you know, nuclear war takes you know the entire nation the united states out and i want some guidestones to like you know revive civilization which is an admirable thing to you know wish for but um, i would put like how to make electricity on there <laughs> i wouldn't put like hey be be kind to one another so hey be cool uh but yeah it was a i was looking forward to someday visiting it and i'm, I'm disappointed that it was you know ex, you know bombed and then later torn down um have you have you, Sean, you're from Georgia. You live mostly in Georgia. Have you ever heard of these before? Yeah, before they were destroyed. Absolutely. I we talked about it in the office. None of us have ever heard of this. Uh. My sister lives in Athens, which is next door. And she's like, yeah, we never heard of the Guidestones. Wow. I don't know where I've heard about it, but I remember, yeah, like the, the Georgia Guidestones. I talked about them on the podcast a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like an early radish. This is my show and tell. But it was because I was like, did y'all know about this? Huh. I just, you know, I thought it was fascinating. That's where Sean heard about it. Georgia had its own little, like, Stonehenge, and then it was, some guy just decided to bomb it, and apparently, uh, some conservatives thought it was satanic, uh, including an ex, uh, former Georgia gubernatorial candidate thought it was satanic and made it part of her platform that she would destroy them. I don't know why, maybe because they didn't mention Christ? I don't know. Uh, The Guidestones are weird, because you can read it either way. You can read this as, like, a return guy <laughs> text or you can read it as satanism <laughs> really it's a it's a, a five tool player in the cultural battleground <laughs> truly i think i mean it also it kind of proved that it would never have served its purpose to begin with um a, a pipe bomb or whatever blew it up I, you know it certainly wouldn't have <laughs> survived the end of the world yeah so well all right yeah, explosive device took out this <laughs> R.I.P. to the Georgia Guidestones. Should wreck. There's the guy who made it still alive, and he's like, "Dang it! <laughs> Just put he, those up." It can't be. Well, I don't know. He made it in 1979. George Lucas made Star Wars recently around that time. <laughs> That's true. He can't be. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Forty years ago. I doubt it. I feel like someone would have come forward. What happened? <laughs> You know, when all the elderly people in Georgia were systematically killed at once <laughs> by, a, by an EMP. People die. Damn it, 40 years. Do you know what that's? Chat says, what does Sean know? Famous <laughs> <laughs> relative of mine built the Georgia guy. No. Uh, no. Please, don't, that, uh-uh, I don't know anything. Sean's going to get a knock on his door, and it's his fault. <laughs> Uh, but they they will be missed. Uh, that was you know one of Georgia's weird claim to fame, and now we just have that one castle house in Alpharetta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. We got that. We got uh, Rainforest Cafe. Mm, no, nope. I don't think so. Not nope. Georgia, just humanity. Oh yeah, we have every, every Rainforest Cafe has an obsidian plaque in the center of the volcano. <laughs> how to rebuild all of this? <laughs> how to how to how to make the pasta? <laughs> That's what. What does Georgia have now that it's lost both the Guidestones and Willie B? 
Unfortunately, Stone Mountain. <laughs> so, yeah. We still have the largest, what is it, the granite, like, relief Largest sculpture. freestanding granite. Yeah. It's, it's just the piece of granite. The sculpture is, is not the impressive part of Stone Mountain. Yeah. In fact, I would say it detracts from it. Entirely. We should bomb that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Is the person who lives closest to it. Let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, a family was coming back uh, uh, from Germany. Um, when they landed, they were moving after 15 years there. Their four-year-old cat got out of the care eight and chased some birds in the runway and ran away. Oh. And they were like, dang it. <laughs> and this week, uh, after several weeks of being chased by airport maintenance, uh, the cat gave itself up. <laughs> We weren't sure if it's because of exhaustion or hunger or just boredom, but she finally <laughs> let herself be caught. And the family is like, we didn't think we were going to get her back. This is great. So they got her back. This truly Good. outdoor cat brain right there. Cause it, it's been on the lamb for a month at the airport. <laughs> Incredible airport cat In, at Boston Logan airport. <laughs> it terminaled itself. We, we we love a news story here about a guy who lives in an airport, and this cat mm. uh, named Rowdy <laughs> was absolutely- <laughs> Lived up to its name. Absolutely the blueprint here. Yeah. This is what we love to see on Radish. I think this is less terminal and more catch me if you can. Like now yeah, I'm imagining entirely. like, yeah, a dog in a Tom Hanks, you know, in the Tom <laughs> <Skin>. Hanks- Skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> McGruff the crime dog with Tom Hanks's face pulled over his- just <laughs> Take a bite of the crime, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy for Rowdy. Good for him. Um, well, sad for Rowdy. Happy for the family. Oh, yeah. Rowdy yeah. doesn't get to be a cool Boston airport cat. Yeah, like, I know. He got hungry and went home. <laughs> <laughs> he missed the donuts. I don't know what they do in Boston. All right. What good stuff y'all bring for this week? I think I, we should start out by talking about the most bonkers episode of television I think I've seen this year. Oh, for sure. I know, Will, you haven't seen it yet, so we'll, yeah. we'll, tread, we'll tread lightly, but we'll also... I'm still watching American Crime Story, so I haven't gotten... <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you got to finish that before we start the rehearsal. Oh, Bye. We're at, oh, we're not talking about American... Never, never mind, never mind, never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, what, what what was the latest um, season of American Crime Story? Monica Lewinsky. I believe it. Monica yes, Lewinsky. Lewinsky. <laughs> yeah, wow. Beanie Feldstein. Who oh, man, she played her catch a break. About six episodes in, and <laughs> Leah Michelle came in and just took over. Ah. Uh, <laughs> The funniest thing that I've, I don't follow funny girl drama, but I think everybody's heard about what's going on Sexist. with funny, funny girl and, and, uh, on Broadway, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. So it hasn't been produced in since its first original run. So, um, they did it and Beanie Feldstein was cast as, uh, the funny girl titular funny girl. And I guess didn't do a great job. So they cast, uh, Leah Michelle. And the funniest thing that came out of it was the, the conspiracy theory that she can't read. So, <laughs> oh yeah. She that's only does songs that she's done previously. Right, yeah. right. I will say that's been going on, at least on TikTok, for, I want to say, half a year now, if not a little longer. And it's my favorite wow. thing in the world. Because Damn. people keep posting, like, videos and, like, little bits of proof that Leah Michelle can't read. And uh, <laughs> to have a star of Glee come out, or, like, a star of Broadway, and it's just like, she's illiterate. Like, the best thing I saw... <laughs> The best tweet I saw about this was like the night before it was announced Leah Michelle was taking over Beanie Feldstein was like, oh, Jonathan Groff staying over at her apartment to write her tweet for her in the morning. <laughs> uh, it, it's great. In uh, defense, it, 
Uh, I'm being told by producer Peyton the Leah Michelle uh, can't read thing is at least four years old. Uh, okay. <laughs> in defense of Beanie Feldstein, I heard that she is is fine in the production. It is the production that is bad. Yeah. Oh, bummer, it's bummer, like bummer. yeah, nothing against Beanie Be- Feldstein is a, an absolute delight. Can't wait to see I, her. I've loved her in everything I've seen her in. I have, I opened for her once. No, no stand up. <laughs> no, oh. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> she was very humble. She gave me my start in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, that I believed you or that I had that reaction like, there's huh? no way you would have opened up for Beanie Feldstein. Someone we didn't know about until two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what wasn't supposed to talk about that. Uh, we were supposed to talk about the rehearsal <laughs> on, on HBO Max. <laughs> the craziest, like, like I said, the craziest show, it's it's definitely, it's the next evolution of um nathan for you someone saw that and was like what if we gave him multi-million dollars per episode <laughs> this, the and budget hbo gave him for this show is just unimaginable it's he puts it to incredible work mm-hmm. yeah so the way that this episode is introduced and this is the only like slight spoiler i will say is i guess every single episode he is helping someone prepare for a life event and rehearse every single possible outcome. So he comes to this guy's house and he introduces himself to him and goes through the motions. And at the end of the discussion, he says, by the way, I've rehearsed this exact conversation 56 times. And then it shows him rehearsing that exact conversation 56 times. And it's that's pretty much what the show is. It's like finding Francis, but once an episode, it's it's that crazy. It's that's nuts. Just like yeah. the, the amount of effort he goes in that Nathan goes into of like, creating and replicating the situation to the best possible degree is just astounding and it's so fun to watch it it's was like the jerk store yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's he's replicating everything to get in the exact situation exactly but it's not like he's not trying to influence uh you know his like client to get into that situation he's just like providing all of the different possibilities so you know it's like putting your anxiety brain sort of like this could happen this could happen this could happen it's putting that all into a physical, you know, reactive, reactable space. Um, and it's, it is just fascinating to watch. I saw, you know, someone said he's making synchronicity, uh, not synchronicity. He's making the police out. Synchronicity too. He's making, he's <laughs> uh, making New, New York in real life. And that is, this is the closest thing that we have to an actual synchronicity New York in which, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a playwright and his he was he, he's given a MacArthur grant to do something like the next big play. And what he does is he recreates the entirety of New York City within a huge warehouse and he just lets it play out. And it's it's bonkers. Um, but yeah, it, it, and it's in, in classic, you know, Nathan Fielder fashion. It, it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper when you don't like exp- like it gets more and more bonkers. Multiple yeah. people I've talked to said they've hid inside their shirt. <laughs> um, myself included, and I hit inside my shirt in the best possible way. Um, that's the thing is, I didn't like. I rewatched Finding Francis like a couple of last week in preparation for this, and I remember just being like a little ball, just like this is so uncomfortable. I can't watch. This. I'm a ding dong daddy from Dumas. <laughs> <laughs> but watching the rehearsal, I was more relaxed. I was like, okay, it's less cringeworthy. It's more just you kind of following along and you know nathan will say something and you'll go oh well surely he doesn't do that and then he's like and then we did it and it's just yeah. like i can't believe this is going on i can't believe i'm witnessing it uh yeah i i don't know how many episodes are going to be this season i'm just looking forward to it every friday night now uh yeah. it's it's, it's gonna be something incredible it truly is it's an event wild to think that there are still people out in like new york city uh who do not know who nathan fielder is 
Right. They made a Borat too. That's true. As, <laughs> that many, is people, true. That's as true. many people on Hinge have had to explain Nathan for you too. Uh, I I really just blasted myself there. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to tell about Nathan for you. Um, it's believable. Uh, it's weird because you know about the HBO Discovery slash Parker. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So like Discovery's like CEO came in and like gutted HBO and uh, gutted like it's why. I think it's why Joe Perra was canceled is because yeah. a lot of the adult swim stuff got, and then like HBO's documentary crew got all released and replaced with the discovery documentary crew, which is their reality show. Wow. Uh, so the HBO documentary crew is now the, you know, uh, my 600 pound life crew. <laughs> wow. That sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. But also, yeah. So I'm surprised shows that like that are kind of fun to watch too. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, separately thing. from the Andre the Giant documentary. <laughs> That's true. Which I guess is the same show. <laughs> <laughs> I picked a really bad example. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how uh, how this, you know, stone makes waves in the HBO pond, but uh I Euphoria and uh, Succession both stayed around because they're the big movie makers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping okay. that Nathan gets the just to keep his blank check. It seems like at least this season's good to go. Sure. So I should hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you have an HBO Max subscription, you need to check out the rehearsal. It's it's a beautiful, wonderful, hilarious thing, and yeah. absolutely baffling, and, and kind of evil. Like, let's be real, it's it's kind of evil. It, it, uh, Nathan could have the wrong person, and it may really destroy them, but hopefully not. <laughs> We'll see. Hopefully they uh, properly vet these people. I get the sense they don't, but we'll see. No. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is a uh, we're, we're talking about Chainsaw Man at the end of the episode. Uh, so a lot of manga adjacent stuff um, this episode. So I wanted to bring a fresh new manga that's only six chapters right now on the Shonen Jump app. Um, have you ever thought to yourself that you want a manga that takes the best parts of both Men in Black as well as Max Steel? Every day, I don't know what That's the second what one gets. is, but I'm excited to hear. You don't know who you don't know who Max Steel is. Mm-mm. Will do you know who Max Steel is? Yeah, I'm friends with the guy who played him in the live action. Oh, that's right. I forgot that that happened. Uh, Max Steel was like an action figure GI like Joe, Joe type. Yeah, yeah. GI oh. Joe, but in the early 2000s, he was like a millennial GI Joe, and he had like Bionic Man powers. Yeah, I may have exactly. had a toy of this. Is it? Keep going. Probably I'm did. It up. You probably did. So the oh my the, uh, god. So like That's I said, a repressed memory. <laughs> Truly, I'm buying one right now. I'm buying one. Uh, themes of Men in Black as well as Max Steel. It's about a dude who realizes that his arm is actually an alien weapon of mass destruction, and as soon as he finds that out, um, he starts to uh, encounter aliens, which are uh, in this this manga gray. A- I had this. That's insane. <laughs> Yeah, he was like a like a looked like a whitewater rafting guy. <laughs> yeah. He was like a superhero. Yeah, with a few gats and a uh, bionic arm. Uh, oh no God. gats in this, unfortunately, but you get really cool gray aliens that fight like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> it's a super fast paced manga. It kind of like jumps from the the important stuff to the important stuff, almost like Chainsaw Man, which is what I really enjoy about Chainsaw Man is the pacing. Um, and he also joins up with the government agency that's in charge of monitoring all aliens on Earth, kind of like Men in Black. But instead of uh, working with Tommy Lee Jones, he works with like a Matthew Goobler type from Criminal Minds, um, who is also incredibly like quick and uses anti-gravity technology to fight really weird. And it's it's been really fun. 
Uh, six episodes, like I said, it's paced really, really well. Um, six episodes, six chapters, and uh, yeah, the art style's fantastic as well. I, I can't not recommend this. It's 100% like my shit, but it's also really good. I love a new Shonen Jump series that's like got five. I can I can read it. I can catch up in an afternoon. Exactly. Now I'm, week, now I'm weekly. Yep. Love Ground Floor. Do it. Uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I just read um, kind of tangential. I just finished Astro Lost in Space. Uh-huh. Also on the Shonen Jump app, which Sean, I think, talked about the anime before. It's really short. It's only like 49 chapters. Yeah, the anime went by pretty quick. But it is, uh, it's about kids in the future who go on a uh, extraterrestrial uh, uh, field trip and get marooned mm-hmm. in space and have to mm-hmm. get back. And it is incredible. So read Aliens Area and then read the other space manga. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I similar mo- spoil. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so I have a similar manga to read. It's about a uh, kooky teacher and her class of fourth graders who take a magical bus and go on various trips every week. Um, magic school bus. Check it out at your local library. It's called Inside Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're on the right site when you search. <laughs> search it on your school computer. <laughs> With the frizz? No way. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i'll i'll read aliens area and tyler's gonna read astro lost in space and we're gonna compare yep we'll, we'll switch we'll switch past like naruto and sasuke ah uh, yep like the famous uh filler arc where they both read space mangas <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like a manga of them reading manga. <laughs> <laughs> sasuke uses his eyes to read super hard <laughs> but naruto's got a lot of spirit <laughs> but anyway well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Naruto's in a Leah Michelle situation here. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> Naruto also can't read. <laughs> Naruto also. Can't. <laughs> uh, so it's the middle. It's the dog days of summer. We're recording this middle of July. Oh. And I thought, you know, there have been some great albums to come out recently during these you know hot summer days that I think are very much worth your time. I'm talking about two specifically. Uh, one of which is behind me, which you can see if you follow our stream, twitch.tv slash radispod. Uh, it is the third record, third release by the band that I gave my album of the year, my ratty of the year last year to. Uh, it's Black Midi. It's their new album, Hellfire. It is an exhausting <laughs> and fascinating. Uh, it's 38 minutes long. It's But every track, the way the Black Midi plays is just like they're extremely hectic and progressive and they just, they're all over the place and their themes that they explore, well, not the themes, but the lead singer, like the vocalist, Jordy Grieb, his songwriting and Cameron Picton, the bassist, his songwriting, they're just like reading these postmodern novels and like hearing them shouted in your ear along with these like, you know, non-traditional time signatures and a lot of horns and fast guitars and like these brilliant drums done by Morgan Simpson. It's just, it's truly just like you sit, you listen to it and you're like, all right, I think I enjoyed that. (laughs) Um, Basically Hellfire is a fascinating, like each, pretty much each song kind of focuses on a single character who is like hellbound. They're like, you know, there's a song about, uh, a soldier who is being verbally abused by his, you know, hiring command officer. There's another uh, song about a mining company and these two men that escape and a, a, their boss who potentially poisons them and, uh, oh. you know, uh, just haunts them. There's another one about uh, 
an actor who, you know, spends his like last play just reading out his will and testament to an audience. There's another one about a pimp. It's just all of these different songs that sort of like connect. There's like, like I said, an overarching theme, but each song basically feels like an entire concept progressive record in about four minutes. So you get that like expansive yes experience, that sort of thing. Like, oh wow, what if 2112? And you just put it in like a very small space. And each song is just like, it beats you up and it's fascinating but it just keeps going um i'm still like giving this album listens over it was one of my most anticipated of the year and i think it very much lived up to the hype um but i highly recommend hellfire it is a hoot and a half um will you listened to it too didn't you i'll co-sign this one i i I listened to cavalcade i don't think i got it um (laughs) (laughs) it was good it was just like not my thing uh hellfire is really fun um Clip that. Uh, it sounds sad. <laughs> it's so. Here's the thing. I listened to the album. I didn't get any of that. I uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I read the lyrics. lyrics. The first time I read, listened to it, I focused on the lyrics. I listened like I read along because I've always been like with Black Media. I always focus on the sound and like it's like ah, oh, this sounds great. But I wonder what you know Jordy's singing about. And when you know the first single came out, and I was able to like follow a story. I was like, oh, I gotta do that for the whole album, and I did. And now I just have like all of these like sins <laughs> just weighing <laughs> on me as I listen to it. I'm sure if I did that, I would feel bad, but I didn't, and I won't, so I don't. <laughs> That's yeah, totally fair. So I I listened to it while working on Friday, and I had a great time. So it's, it's nice. worth checking out. It's very interesting, Tyler. It's it's like nothing else. It's fantastic. It is a super great. fun time. Black Midi are an extremely talented band, and they just seem like the best group of guys. Um, the second album I wanted to talk about is one that is from a band. I'm going to say their name. I want you to know though that with the first time i heard of this band was because a customer called the store or a person called the store i work at i you know work at a record store and they said hey do you have (laughs) the album welfare jazz by viagra boys in stock and that is the first and only occasion where i go what like i was like i'm being pranked (laughs) He's like, yeah, I know the name's a little wild, but it's real. And you got battle toadsed. Yeah. <laughs> but Viagra Boys, they're a Swedish band. They have an American frontman, but they are like a Swedish, like post punk, just what, you know, imagine, I guess, you know, Will and I talked about Kiwi Jr. last year, uh, or imagine like Parkette Chords or Idols, that sort of thing, but just much more just like punch drunk. It's like they're all over the place. They're super fun. Their hooks are great. Welfare Jazz is a really good album, but they released one. Uh, this month, early this month, called Cave World. And it is oh, yeah. an album that like explores just modern society. It's Caves. very cynical. It takes a lot of like internet memes. It talks about QAnon. There's a whole there's a track called Creepy Crawlies where they just like that it's was great. Fr- it's so good. It's from the point of view of like your QAnon obsessed relative. And it's just like the guy's voice is just so like not sultry, but it's just like very <laughs> cool and very smooth, but he's just like, it's filled with like panic and it's so much fun to listen to. My personal favorite track and my favorite theme across the whole album is that they keep talking about how like we should return, like leave civilization and return to, you know, being primates. And they talk about like how our ancestors in the past would just not care about this stuff. They, there's even a song called Troglodyte because they talk about a very stupid man. And you're like, you're not even an ape, you're a Troglodyte. Super fun song. In any case, the final track on the album is called Return to Monkey. And the hook is Leave Society, uh, Return to Monkey. Um, oh, no, it's Leave Society, Be a Monkey. 
and it's just it's been in my head for two weeks and it's such a fun album it's like my favorite driving around album this summer because it's like like i said so energetic so like not positive it is you know it sounds positive in a way but it's still just kind of like very world weary which is you know my sort of thing um but yeah that's uh cave world by viagra boys and like and hellfire by black midi both very similar to devo because yes, it's kind of yeah. Devo's whole thing is like the devolution of man from like people to kind of corporate clones absolutely and it's, yeah very very it's, it's also very art rocky yeah kind of like what it's like what devo would kind of would have evolved into if they didn't just you know get old <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it, it imagine it was like if idols went the devo route instead of nothing against idols but i, I find viagra boys much more entertaining um super fun like very much worth your listen um but yeah i, I think summer's about nearly up i'm still in the the throes of a jam band phase so it's gonna be hard to listen to anything that's not fish for a while uh but yeah those are the, those are the sounds of the summer folks throw them on Enjoy enjoy the heat. I had to drive a car that was not mine this weekend, so I put on Sirius XM because uh, I, I my device wasn't paired, so I couldn't listen mm. to my good music. Damn. And listening to Sirius XM, I put on Alt Nation, and they're playing a Manchester oh. Orchestra song, and I was like, okay, we're good. This is going to carry me home for the hour and a half drive home. And they proceeded to play some of the worst music <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. First of all, running up that hill, which is not an Alt Nation song, no, <laughs> just capitalizing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great song. We got a couple. We got a Manchester Orchestra. We got a couple of things. We got. They played one song twice. I don't know why. Yeah. It was so bad. It was by an Italian alternative band that was it's Imagine Maniskin? Dragons too. It's Maniskin. <laughs> it is Maniskin. Yeah. I couldn't think of them, but yeah. so bad. I know. Maniskin. I heard a new Imagine Dragons song, which sounded. Whoa! They're still doing like, those. They still make jeans. Like garbage. <laughs> It's called Saturday. It was called. It was about like going out on a Saturday night. It was like oh. a middle schooler wrote a song. Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, <I> did "Come <laughs> with Me Now" by the Congos play? Uh, we got a new Lumineers song. No, new yeah. Lumineers in twenty twenty two. Yeah, lots um, of are excited about Lumineers. I was gonna hate on Sean for "Song of the Summer" being an exhausting album and an experimental art rock <laughs> album, but like. I've I've heard what's out there, and honestly, I co-sign. Like, this is, <laughs> it's way better. Oh, also, New Gorillas, which is pretty good. Oh, good. oh yeah. But so there are a couple of good ones in there, but it was mostly Imagine Dragons. Yeah, bummer. Like the the new Always and the new Kiwi Junior albums aren't coming out until like early fall. So now we just have to deal with like you know uh, weird British and uh, or weird European guys just kind of going through it, um, which is fine. Chain Smokers too. Oh man. <laughs> We the uh no uh, maybe it was Twenty One Pilots that had the Saturday song I don't know they, they I heard uh, new songs from both of them and both of them sounded like garbage they're the but, same band uh Jack White has a new song he has two another album coming out oh yeah getting into heaven alive or something I heard one I am a huge White Stripes fan awful I couldn't I couldn't uh, it. oh no I thought Lazaretta was okay and I in the minority there so Fear of the Dawn yeah. is that was the one he released earlier this year I enjoyed it enough I thought it was kind of fun. Um, it wasn't like his earlier records, nor was it like White Stripes, but I don't know. Is Muse still releasing albums? No, I'm yeah. just thinking of like artists around. They had an anti-vax song. <laughs> no! Yeah, that's, they released a, oh, they have a new album coming out at the end of August called Will of the People. Oh! Oh, ah. man. That does damage to my heart. Yeah. I think it's honestly huma- the humane thing to do is to, is to buddy Holly those people once they have a couple good albums. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Doesn't, yeah. I mean, oh, geez. 
<laughs> we need a new day the music died about every eight years. I know. I thought you were referring to Weezer. No. And I was like, yeah, you know, their first three albums were pretty solid. And after that. Here's the thing. Buddy Holly fondly remembered for having a couple of great albums. Yeah. I bet if you, on a long enough timeline, Buddy Holly really goes downhill. Oh, yeah. So the humane thing to do is to put out three good albums and then die in a plane. And then die. <laughs> Hit the Rocky Mountains at 500 miles an hour. God damn. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe I'll do Will of the People Watch. It's been, I'm like so curious about what New Muse sounds like because I remember thinking they were the coolest thing in the world in high yeah. school. And, hey, yeah. well, it's like sound. it's like Fight Club music for people who didn't understand Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember listening to Muse and reading like 1984 and Animal Farm uh, at the same time and Brave New World. I'm like, this is crazy, man. This is just like a reading. This is great. <laughs> Two Dr. Peppers and reading Animal Farm. Yeah. I remember going in, and it was also when Children of Men came out, and Children of Men <laughs> used a Muse song in the trailer, and it felt like the world was speaking to me. I was like, I remember telling my English teacher when we were reading 1984, I was like, man, have you listened to Muse? Like, this is like... <laughs> like, they're singing about the same stuff, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I have a 100% picture of this whole scene. I'm just like, it's a poor underpaid teacher trying to get through Orwell. And you'd be like, you know Muse? <laughs> well, you listen to Muse. Year old. <laughs> Fucking the, the following year, the following year, I think we read Tale of Two Cities and Coldplay came out with Viva La Vida. And I'm like, <laughs> it's the same, man. It's all working out. Uh. And uh, then eventually I, you know, Apple got the best of me. I was like, if you like Muse and Coldplay, you'll like Radiohead. And then I found, uh, then it was downhill from there. It's Muse's fault. I, I don't think either Coldplay or Muse would exist without Radiohead. And uh, that's, you know, what I have to reckon with, with my favorite band. <laughs> I, I love, I love picturing just a, a, a high school freshman, 14 years old, just tool t-shirt. Just feel tool like t-shirt. New geometry, cl- geometry class is like, hey, fractals, I know all about these. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's for me it was cool <laughs> it was worse i june okay so we did freshman we did software junior year fucking we had like a dress like your literary hero day i forgot what oh, i did oh no oh no but i remember i had a vest i was very excited about and i had a pair of like linen like pants and i was like i'm gonna go in as a transcendentalist and i remember going in and like talking about like <laughs> we were reading about like american like romantic literature and i was really into the decemberist at the time I was really into the Decembrists, and I was just like, this is, like, it, man. You were a junior in high school. That's uh, past the line. You knew better at that point. I mean, other people did more, you know, elaborate things. I really just uh-huh. kind of phoned it in. But it was not a great time. And I was listening I to like- Weezer throughout that whole time. <laughs> you heard a Weezer? The funniest part of that story is the sentence, I had this vest I was really into. <laughs> I remember a kid walking down the hall and he had a vest on. You didn't buy it for the Walt Whitman cosplay. You bought it for for leisure. I thought, exactly. I saw a kid who I thought was much cooler than me walking down the hall with a vest. I was like, that's really cool, man. Where'd you get it? Urban, and he said, Urban Outfitters. I was like, I'm not going there. I think I found it at Target. Son asked the guy where he got his vest. (laughs) It was where it was going at the time. I can absolutely picture it. Is this a gray vest with pinstripes? No, it was was a brown vest with like brown, like, yeah. (laughs) 
It was, oh man, it was just, but, but that's the thing, that's the thing, this was like 2007, 2008, this was just on the, this was just like the, the dawn, like the sun was barely coming over the horizon of fucking Mumford and Sons and the Lumineers and Head in the no, Heart and that sort of thing. it's my lady is what we're worried about. <laughs> it's, it's what? Tip's oh. Hat. It's Tip's hat. Oh, no, no, this, no, this guy was not that sort of guy. This was like, he was like, you know, <laughs> hip for a high schooler. He wasn't like the guy to wear uh-huh. a fedora. Okay. Uh did he work at the high school or was he a high student? <laughs> he was a high schooler. <laughs> he was he was the high school chorus teacher. He lived behind the high school. <laughs> but it was just uh Well yeah, Peyton's dragging you in the chat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting the eye. Hi. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, an embarrassing time. Still is to this day. I forgot where we got it, but yeah, you know, fucking the vests and the hats and the, that was <laughs> Mumford and Sons came in and capitalized, and we had a whole like four or five year span of just like triumphant white people shit like that. I was so afraid you were gonna say it was dressed like your literary hero day, and I came to school as Ruby Carr. <laughs> she hadn't even published yet. Ruby Carr had barely graduated high school either. I did not realize she was our age. I guess that explains <laughs> it because I could probably write that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know who I would have done. I didn't read books. I don't know who I would do now. John came a shot of the hedgehog. <laughs> What's my favorite book? You're oh, the fake no. hedgehog. Ah, shit. Bringing it back around. My favorite book at 14 was Fight Club. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Goodness, I didn't do that. I, just, I love Sean coming to school as a transcendentalist. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I wore my glasses the clothes that, that he owned. <laughs> were canvas pants they were so hot <laughs> so hot oh man i don't look good at all <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is so good this is the best segment we've ever done <laughs> yeah, great. oh man i didn't even tell you guys this doesn't even have anything i'm sorry just a small no, break dude please do it this is every <laughs> this is the whole episode i remember right before freshman year started that's when psych was around that's when psych started and i remember thinking john was like the coolest guy in the world and I was like, there's a picture promo of him in like a green, a bright green polo with an orange shirt underneath. And I had the exact no. same combo. It might have been reverse. It might have been orange polo, green shirt underneath. Either way, it sucked. Mid odds, man. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I had a matching <laughs> set from Old Navy. And that was an, uh, a common uh, uh, outfit for me in high school. I looked like an idiot. I'll, nice. I'll, that's a great. I feel like the Disney Channel really had the fix in on layered clothing. <laughs> they were like, yeah. like high school musical was like, this is how high schoolers dress. And everyone had on three layers of clothing and a hat. Yes. <laughs> yep. And, just on a Tuesday. <laughs> I, I still, to this day, I cannot tell you how much I miss the style of long sleeve shirt underneath a short sleeve shirt. I thought that was just the coolest shit in the world, man. I would wear that today. Kilo. <laughs> Talk to me. It's, it's be- <laughs> The best is when you got a shirt where they were built in, or it was a t-shirt, and then it had, like, stitched in yeah. to the short sleeve, a slightly longer sleeve, so you could maintain that look without being hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I had a shirt from Old Navy that was, like, a loose-fitting, like, kind of linen whatever shirt that was bright green also and had, like, a hood sewn on. Y'all probably remember that shirt. Yeah. You, nope. There's a picture of us, Will, at out to lunch one day where I'm wearing that shirt and with my red toms. Good God almighty. Um, and I think later on it was discovered it was likely I picked it up from the women's section on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I think the buttons were on the wrong side. I made it work. 
I, I wish this, the look would come back of unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt over graphic tee. Yeah. That's the most powerful look. That is the look of like someone who works on computers in a movie. <laughs> that is, <laughs> yeah. that Bro, is I do that movie today. hacker. I, I still do that. I work at a record store. I do that all You're the time. Doing God's work. I wish I could come <laughs> to work in a in a Captain Crunch shirt with an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt over it. <laughs> and like people would be like, oh, that guy's so lazy. And then like when the Jurassic Park computers go down, I have to come in and save him. <laughs> He's always the smartest guy in the room. He's always the smart guy. I have horn rim glasses. Yeah. <laughs> the shirt with the tricks rabbit on it. <laughs> you want to talk about the devil? Let's talk about yeah. the devil. Let's talk about. <laughs> we've talked about it before, but thank God it's back. We're talking about Chainsaw Man Part Two. Just started this week. It's on a weekly re- schedule. It is. Uh, I feel kind of wrong talking about it. Will you brought it uh, initially? But it, so this is a spoiler. I think I didn't mention this when I show and tell it, but. Chainsaw Man ended last year, early last year, and the last page is end of part one. So mm-hmm. I love when a, when a series concludes with, this was just the prologue. It's what Nier does. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's back this week. It's great. It's exactly what you'd expect and more. And now it's yeah. on the Jump Plus, which is their not for children site. No, not strictly for children. So mm-hmm. he can do weirder shit. And he does. He sure does. does. Yeah. But without That's all spoiling, I have for it. Yeah, without spoiling much, uh, the anime will start later this year. We're, I'm sure we're all going to talk about it and go gaga over it. It's very, it's going to be very much worth watching. It's going to, I think it's going to be huge. It has the power to really just like be Attack on Titan, Evangelion, Hero Academia level, and it should be Spy it's Family. One of the best, even bigger than Spy Family. It's it's just one of the Spy best Family stories. Was, ma- was the number one show on TV this year in Japan. Oh, geez. Well, never mind. It's okay. Massively popular. <laughs> there were a lot of ads for it in France. Um, either way, Chainsaw Man, I think, is just going to have like cultural repercussions uh, for years to come. And uh, with that, we decided to, uh, in the world of Chainsaw Man, there are devils. And devils are manifested when, you know, people have, a, a large amount of people have a fear of that thing. And then there is now a devil representing it. Um, and so we thought. We take a little radish time, a little uh, little segment here to build our own devils, and uh, I'm very curious and terrified to see what y'all brought. Well, this is kind of a personal one, but I feel like a lot of guys my age have this. It's the commitment devil. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's the, yeah. You hang out a couple times, and you're like, "Well, I got to start making a decision here, I guess." <laughs> and uh, I don't know what he looks like, but it probably looks like an awkward drink. <laughs> What would the commitment devil look like? It hangs like, out for a long time. Probably like yeah, sticky. He Big goes eyes. away without saying anything. <laughs> just kind of look at looking at you. A ghost, just like transparent. Here's the yeah, thing, though: is that like ghost. a lot of people do have that fear, so it would be a very powerful devil. Yeah, but it'd also be it's kind of it's kind of uh it's kind of a it's kind of matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, the gun devil, I you know a lot of people are afraid of guns. I feel like the commitment devil. There's a lot of Late twenties, early thirties. It's guys who don't want to do anything with their lives. <laughs> it's, and gals. I think. Yeah, I think it, it might be like. I think its biggest power would be that be like omnip, omnip, that, that it would be omnipotent. So it wouldn't just like follow a single person around. It would just like hang on the backs of a, a, a wide mm. population. You get rid of it by asking, "What are we?" <laughs> it would ask you that. Oh yeah, it would send you text messages. I, I, yeah. Nope. Um, 
<laughs> I, I pulled from uh, some pretty uh, juvenile fears here. One, some that I still have to this day. Uh, and I think it's, you know, right and good to do so. The, the ventriloquist dummy devil. I think mm. that, like, this not strictly like ventriloquist slappy. dummy, but yeah, it is just slappy. Uh, but just like, I think it's automatonophobia is like the uh, fear of like humanoid type things. So like mannequins, dummies, ventriloquist dummies, like anything, like dolls. The uncanny Valley. Yeah. Uh, I think that is a strong, innate fear. And that would I would hate to see. Oh, <laughs> the dummy from Ghostbusters, right? Is that what it would Goose, look like? Goosebumps. Goosebumps, sorry. That's, that's, <laughs> what the dummy from Ghostbusters, Rick Moranis. <laughs> Slammer Devil. Oh, man. I mean, like 80s horror movies, I feel like have a each one of those has a devil. Yeah. There's definitely a Gremlins devil. Yeah. <laughs> I brought the uh, the Nazi from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark Devil because that really uh, had a big impact on me as a child. I think I feel like he just looks like that guy mid mid face melt, large but, large devil. Yep, that <laughs> uh, Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> devils. I would have a uh, uh, pain in those eyes. <laughs> Statler uh, in Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, Statler as the uh, the door knocker. That was the door. Yep, yeah, that would be my devil. Very specific devils. <laughs> Bill Bill Baggins when he sees the ring devils. <laughs> uh, I brought my first one is the Arizona Sun Devil. Have you guys seen this guy? <laughs> That's also Arizona, a team. Tyler. Yeah, Arizona Arizona State University's mascot. Yeah. Oh, so he's the terrifying. Sun Devil Devil. Yeah, well, no, you could just shorten it to Sun Devil. It's the Arizona Sun Devil. He looks like a pervert. No, because he that's looks like afraid of the Arizona Sun, which is all of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. So the, the Arizona Sun Devil Devil. Not me. Yeah, they're dry heat, baby. I'm not afraid of that thing. I take <laughs> Got a ranch water. Mm. I think it probably runs around poking people with its trident. He looks like the Little Caesars mascot of college football. I think that's just Devil Devil. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. He's got a mean widow's peak and a nefarious mustache. He's not great. Yeah. He has no. Uh, he has no ties to Arizona. That man. He looks. A, he looks like a little like an exterminator company. <laughs> he does. Mascot. He, he looks like um, he would. He would uh, talk like those oafs from the Banjo and Kazooie series. I go. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um. My last one is a is a set of twins, and they work in tandem, and it is the leaving the stove on and locking the house devil. <laughs> Nah, that's good. Two things you get about a quarter mile from your driveway, and you're like, shoot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I wouldn't have left it on, but I don't know. <laughs> Burns your house down immediately, devil. <laughs> Front door's wide open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have interacting with kids you don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. How that would be represented as a devil, maybe just a whole swath of like a field trip size group of a baby children devils. Looks at you. Not even a, a baby, child just like, with a with a no face. Yeah, like have y'all? <laughs> no, that's the thing is they have a face. Jesus, and they, just, like, they just talk to you. I had to. My mom and dad sleep in separate beds. <laughs> <laughs> we had to run an errand a couple years ago to an elementary school because Peyton's mom works in one, and we just walked through, and they're just they're so small. They walk around and they're conscious, and they just talk to you. And I'm like, I don't know you, man. They're John just, was Hello. dressed like Walt Whitman for this field trips. <laughs> <laughs> they had John lots of like questions I... for the transcendentalist. <laughs> Child was just... reading 1984 and asked him if he listens to me. <laughs> in high school. <laughs> 
Do you listen to Muse? Is the the, the 2008 equivalent of Do you play Roblox? <laughs> <laughs> nice Macedonia still goes. In any case, uh, <laughs> it does. Uh, interacting with Those like Roblox. kids you don't know, like kids that just like come up to you and talk to you, that you, like seem nefarious in nature, even though you know they're not. They may be, but that's I don't like that. Those sound like angels to me. <laughs> Uh, my last one, uh, kind of like, kind of like Knights of Cydonia, uh, similar. It's the Wayne Knight Devil. Uh, it's it's just Wayne Knight, except he's like a real knight. He's got a la- he's got a lance that's made from the tibias of corrupt clergymen. He has armor that's made from the hide of poached white rhinos, as well as manatees killed in low wake zones. Dark Souls and he, Wayne Knight, <laughs> and he he has a steed named Deep Sadness. <laughs> Tyler, this now. isn't a this isn't a chainsaw man devil. This is a berserk villain. <laughs> <laughs> it's my personal devil. Let's be real. What did Wayne Knight sacrifice on the bayonet to get his demon powers? <laughs> are you afraid of Wayne Knight, Tyler? <laughs> are, did are you not? Did the end of Space Jam terrify you that much? Yes, it didn't. You? Got oh yeah, end of Space Jam devil's definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> The Mars Attacks trailer before Space Damn Devil is one that continues to haunt me. For some reason, the car from Frank and Weenie used to scare me. <laughs> Definitely the alien from Science Devil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's not the like the full alien. One of all. It's just like the one clip. <laughs> yeah. The Mexico scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Bigfoot blurry. Just peeking around the corner alien. What a birthday party. I have it ruined <laughs> by an alien. But all the kids are so excited and so scared. <laughs> see that's the thing is those devils can work in tandem you get the the signs alien devil and you get the children that you don't know and yet you have to interact with them now because you're in that space you're gonna work in tandem right. take you on the, the uh so, <laughs> the devil for when your mom goes to get an item and you're in line at the grocery store and it's getting closer and closer to your turn to pay and you're like i hope she gets back <laughs> now would y'all read it there was a Reddit post about that like a while ago where a guy was like, hey, you going to pay? Are you going to pay? <laughs> the child was crying. <laughs> that, would make a great, that would make a very good episode of the rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> Just like we're going to put this child through every grocery store interaction possible so it's prepared for when its mom leaves. It was like a green text and it was like, I saw the mom leave and leave the kid with the thing. So I rang up the card as fast as I possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> Kid's crying, trying to find money in his pockets. <laughs> no, oh, that's too good. Would y'all make a contract with any of these devils, mm. or can you think Wayne of Wayne Devil? Con- absolutely, <laughs> Wayne Knight Devil. Yeah, one hundred percent. Wayne Knight can have whatever he needs for Wayne Knight powers. <laughs> I would. Uh, I missed one. I would sign a contract with the Octopus Devil. Um, Ooh, I've learned to. I, I used to fear them, but now I, I trust them, and I feel like having a contract with the Octopus Devil would be extremely powerful. If he's anything like the shark devil, the shark devil was very nice. Shark devil ripped. Yeah, he was great. I think he was like officially the shark devil, right? Yeah, he was the shark. He was a fiend, so he was the shark devil in a kid's body. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. I love Chainsaw. Read Lord. Chainsaw Man. It's Read so Chainsaw good. Man. Go back and like, even if you're like, oh yeah, I remember reading it, liking it a lot. No, no one's just like casual about Chainsaw Man. There's colorized panels online you can go and read the official colorized manga. It's gorgeous. I. Can't wait for that show. Or get the Shonen Jump app and read both alien areas. And, Two dollars. And, uh, yeah. And Astro Lost in Space. You, can, yeah, you exactly. can finish all three of those within a week easy. 
Well, you, you don't go start to work. alien area. <laughs> alien area. I alien keep wanting to farm. I keep wanting to call it alien arena. In any case, wow. Well, folks, <laughs> was my alien ant farm impression. That's what we need to do to, <laughs> to warm up at the beginning of the show. No more jumping jacks. We're just going to start doing our best alien ant farm impression. Give us your best alien ant farm vocalist. <laughs> Can we please wrap this up? <laughs> <laughs> I have been Sean. You can find me on Twitter at that Sean Barry and Sean and Barry everywhere else. I'm Will. You can find me at Will from online. I got an Instagram now that I'm actually going to promote because I, Whoa. Oh, I, I deleted all of the mentions of my last name and stuff on it. So I feel like it, it's public and out there now. So you can find it. It's also at Will from online. Mm. Will's last name is far. Whatever. And I'm Tyler Johnson. You can find me online. At Tyler from Radish. You can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Uh, yeah, this Tuesday, we are doing a episode of Tiktoxicated. So people watching the stream and people listening to this episode literally the day it's released. First of all, thank you for doing that. Why? Second of all, Twitch, 9 o'clock. Come watch us watch literally hundreds of Tiktoks. It's, um, it's I'm going to be exactly. drinking. It's going to be fun. Um, Oh, let's let's end it with Tyler's question because I got a Tyler's question real quick. What is literally the last thing you watched? TV streaming, last thing you watched, Sean? Andrew Fink's Baby Mama. Well, <laughs> was it really Baby Mama? I was building a closet. I had to have something. <laughs> I decided building a closet. It was what? like a it was like a stand up like. <laughs> It was like a Comedy Central. It's like a steel closet you find at like Target. We we built it for you know reorganization purposes, and we were trying to find like like a yeah. We were trying to find like a a fun, easygoing movie that would be pretty funny, and we threw on Baby Mama, and it's still it's pretty charming. Sisters is better, but Baby Mama's fine. Uh, Mine's Black Clover. So yeah, we know. Yeah, everybody (laughs) knows the account. Yeah, we all see the account. We see the history. (laughs) Someone's like. Someone's watching episode seven, and it took them like a week and a half to get there. I'm on episode 156 of Black Clover. <laughs> you started this morning. <laughs> Bye. 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 Ow. <laughs> Hit yourself. <laughs> Hit my hands. Bye. Shh.